Broadcasting from Alito to Alton, from Champaign to Chicago, and from Robinson to Rockford, this is the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Illini Guys, Sports Spectacular, ready to flex two hours of power from the guys who bring you the insider information website, IlliniGuys.com place to be hey we're officially a month into fall guys so it's layer season and we've got you covered with layers we've got a Illini football returning this weekend at Penn State Illini basketball debuts exhibition style and Brad talked with Big Ten TV analyst Robbie Hummel so uh, as always lots on the way Larry Smith here Brad Sturdy Mike Cagley gentlemen uh, let's start this hour with football the Illini hitting the road to face their toughest opponent yet Seventh ranked Penn State. And uh, guys, these are some wounded cats coming off their first road loss two weeks ago at Iowa. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a tough challenge for Illinois. I, I guess the good see, good thing is it sounds like Penn State will be out without their starting quarterback. Uh, and that may just be because they feel like they don't need their starting quarterback to play against <laughs> Illinois. Because if they kick a field goal, they may win. The game may be over in the first play. So, no, Illinois is going to have to score. Uh, I'm excited to see some new guys maybe play. Bielema has talked about maybe, you know, we'll find out more later but in the show. But, I mean, Bielema has talked about playing some young guys. I'm excited to see what they do, even if it isn't going to end maybe as as we'd like it. Yeah, and, and I, what scares me about this game is is that Penn State's coming off a loss to Iowa, so they're a little angry. They got a week off to stew in the juices. Iowa gets beat, which makes Penn State look even worse. And now, you know, James Franklin is mentioned in coaching jobs at LSU and USC. So maybe he wants to put some points on the board to show his acumen to those uh, ADs who are looking to hire a football coach. Well, if you're Penn State, too, you, you, if you're going to go anywhere, you've got to go through Ohio State. So you cannot afford to stumble and lose to anybody, let alone even, even Illinois. Um, as you mentioned, you know, the, the, the quarterback, it looks like uh, maybe, like you said, maybe because they don't, they don't need him and they may not, um, you know, is there, you guys both have coached before. What do you, how do you get this team ready? You had to sit on this terrible loss at, you know, and you put up a, a goose egg against the Badgers uh, two weeks now, how do you get this team motivated to go into a place uh, with a team that, that let's just, let's just be honest, is far superior than what you are. Yeah, I think what you you look at this and you say, look, we're not gonna, we don't have to beat them a best of seven series. We don't have to beat them ten times. We got to beat them one time out of a hundred, and maybe this is that one time. So, or one time out of ten, you just say whatever it is. You make them feel like you know we just have one chance. We only have to beat them once. We got to play, do what we do well. Can't turn the ball over. Got to have it, and we got to make a couple plays here and there, and maybe we hang around and have a chance. I, I will say that. The defense has been good enough to keep team and keep them in the game. So if they can do that again, then you know weird things happen. I mean, did anybody see Purdue just demolishing Iowa last week? Right. Um, I didn't see that. So uh, coming. So maybe we'll have a miracle. I mean, you just you always got to hope for a miracle. Yeah, that's the hope is not a plan, but I, I, I do think <laughs> I do think that Coach B. Hope is our plan. Hope is our plan, Mike. <laughs> I think Coach B threw down the gauntlet when he talked about the relative uh, talent of his team. So if you're a player, um, and I'm not speaking of the, the better guys who are contributing, but 
if you're a player on the depth chart or you're listening to that, if that doesn't fire you up to go out and play hard, I'm not certain what will. Yeah, Illinois at number seven, Penn State. It's their first game against a top 10 opponent since they beat number six, Wisconsin, on the uh, field goal uh, two years ago this month, 24-23. And let's t- we'll talk more about this Illini team <laughs> Uh, coming up, I know, I know Hope Springs. Are he said, "Hope we didn't we we, we didn't think it was when that one either." Hope. Right? It's all hope. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk more about uh, Illinois and this uh, this defense and the changes as they refer to as uh, Brett Bielema was talking uh, this week uh, about that. So shifting gears right now, uh, as we would talk a little basketball. Uh, not that I'm keeping track, guys, but it's been. 212 days since Illinois was last seen on the basketball court at home Saturday night versus St. Francis out of Joliet, uh, eight o'clock tip off uh, guys. It's, it's only an exhibition, but it's basketball nonetheless. Yeah. It's so exciting to get to see these guys out on the floor against an opponent, not against themselves. I'm sure they're chomping at the bit to play against somebody else. Um, and, and I think, you know, obviously this isn't a game that's competitive in the sense that if, even if you lost, it doesn't matter, but I don't think Illinois is going to lose. I think they're going to win by quite a bit, but it'll be fun to watch the rotations, to watch who gets playing time and, and watch you, how Brad Underwood does it. I think, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And if it was the Bruce Weber era, I would predict that Penn State's going to score more points than Illinois. <laughs> but with Brad Underwood driving this machine, I think uh, as good as Penn State is, they ain't keeping up with this Illini offense on the basketball court. Yes. You talking Penn State basketball or St. Francis basketball? No, I'm talking. I'm talking Penn. I think Penn, Penn State. State's football <laughs> offense is going to score would score more points than Bruce Weber's. But like I said, <laughs> thankfully we got Coach Underwood driving this ship. There you go. That's right. You know, and it, it's always fun to um, to see these exhibition games, <laughs> these early games, and to get a chance to see some of the freshmen that we have have talked about for a year, sometimes longer, actually in an Illinois uniform out there and getting their feet wet as well. Uh, we'll have more on Illini hoops and Illini football still ahead. That's just a taste of what's to come. But up next, Big Ten announcer Robbie Hummel talks about the upcoming basketball season. When he stopped in and talked with Brad on the Sturdy for 30 podcast, we'll hear some of that. That's next on the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Are you tired of your website making your business look bad? Is your current web developer dropping the ball? Let's face it, if your website isn't making you money, it's broken. Let Neon Rain create a website that turns your visitors into customers. Neon Rain has worked with hundreds of businesses across North America, building custom websites and applications with modern designs that are easy to update and work well on mobile devices. They can do it for you too. What sets Neon Rain apart? They actually deliver on their promises. Call today for a free consultation 303-957-3092 that's neon rain at 303-957-3092 or visit them at neonrain.com planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business whether it's a leaky roof windows or door worn out siding or paint outdated kitchen bathroom or basement look no further than hx home solutions your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out trusted by chicagoland since 1950 find out why hx gets an a-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. This is David Williams, a leading receiver from University of Illinois, here on Illini Guy on Sports Spectacular. Go Illini. 
Welcome back to the Sports Spectacular. This segment presented by Busey Bank. And Brad, we really enjoyed your Story for 30 podcast this week. Yeah, Robbie Hummel. Uh, it was great to talk to him. Of course, he's a you know Big Ten basketball analyst. And he does works for you. does Big 12 too, ESPN, Big Ten Network, uh, Westwood One. Um, as he's all over the place. Uh, he had a tremendous career at Purdue. Played a few years in the NBA. Won a three-on-three gold at the FIBA championships back in 2019 um played overseas he tells us how he played for Giorgio Armani so a lot of fun things but um now he, he's a really up-and-coming announcer I think he's one of the best guys out there providing an analysis and and telling you you know really what's going on at, from a player's perspective so he joined me on 30 for 30 and we talked about the 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 current Big Ten and the great rivalry that's developing between Illinois and Michigan I thought it was good that Kofi listen to Kofi and Dickinson both talk how much they respect each other, though, even though they may not like the the fan bases, they both were like, hey, you know, these guys are really good. So I think totally. that's another part of it, too. Yeah, and I think that you see that a lot across the board with the, the players in the Big Ten. There's probably five or six big men in this league this year that could easily make a claim for first or second team All-American. And that would not be a stretch. Um, there's certainly a respect level there, and you understand that when – Especially if you're a big, when when you time up, go out there, it's going to be a, a war. So I, I think it's cool to see that as well. And I'm not surprised to hear that, you know, at all. I, I think when you look at the bigs in the conferences here with Trace Jackson Davis, Kofi, Hunter Dickinson, um, Zach Eady, and Travion Williams, um, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out. E, well, did I say EJ Liddell? EJ Liddell is a great yeah. player. And then the um, kid who transferred from Georgetown into Maryland. Yeah, um, yeah. Too, so you had another one. Yeah, Kadoosh, he's a good player. So there, there's – and that, but that's been the way it's been the last three years. Think about Daniel Oturu, Luka Garza, Jalen Smith, um, Bruno Fernando. I, there, there's so many really good, really good big men that we've had in the Big Ten. Um, and even with the losses of like a Miles Johnson going to UCLA, Luka Garza going on the NBA, there are still so many good players um, and so many good big – is it fair to say that right now, I mean, you look at the, the models, the polls, everything, looks like maybe three teams at the Big Ten, maybe a, a top, you know, Purdue and Michigan and Illinois, and then maybe a second tier. Uh, the big three that we're, we kind of see, what, what are your thoughts on those three? Yeah, so I think that with Purdue, they bring so much back. They return almost everybody um, to this year's team. They've got great bigs. They've got an explosive playmaker in Jay Nivey, who's as good as anybody in the league in terms of being a, a two-way player and, and just having the potential. Athletically, he moves different than a lot of the guys that you see in college basketball, and there's a reason for that. Um, so I, I think I'm really high on Purdue. I think Illinois returns a ton as well. Um, we, we talked about Andre Curbelo. <laughs> Um, I've gotten a lot of grief because Jeff Goodman says a first team All-American. I, I have him as preseason first team All-League, All-Big Ten. I think he's going to have a, an excellent year. Um, I, so I, I don't have to ask you why you hate Andre Carbello from no, Goody. No, time. I really like him. I love watching him play. <laughs> I, I just don't like him to the level that Jeff likes him. And I, that's the problem right there. Yeah, there you go. Um, but you bring back Trent Frazier again, who's just been a good player for Illinois for so long. And I, I love the fact that he has been there through the, the down years when, when Coach Underwood started, and now he's seen it through to where last year you're looking at a top you know, two seed in, in the NCAA tournament and you have a great team. It doesn't work out the way that Illinois fans obviously wanted him to, but 
again, you get another shot here. Um, Demonte Williams is like the ultimate role guy, just shoots 50% from three and guards and does whatever it takes. Obviously, Kofi, that speaks for itself. He's one of the best bigs in the country. I, I think the Alfonso Plummer addition is, is huge. I think he can score, he can make shots. Illinois is going to have a ton of three-point shooting this year. So when you talk about Andre Curbelo playing pick and roll and rolling Kofi to the rim and you've got shooters on the other side, that's a pick-your-poison deal. If you told me – I picked Purdue to win the league because of how much they return. But if you told me that Illinois or Michigan were to win or even Ohio State, you could make a case, honestly, for like six teams that they could win the Big Ten, I, I believe. So uh, Michigan is a little more – of an X factor, you know, Mike Smith worked so good last year as a transfer point guard. We'll see, we'll see if it works again this year. They're going to do it again and run it back with a transfer point. They've got an elite um, recruiting class. Caleb Houston is supposed to be just the real deal. But I think when you look at Michigan, you do have to say they lost Franz Wagner. You know, you lost Isaiah Livers. You lose Mike Smith. There's a lot that they have to replace. And there's a lot of guys that are, are filling those roles that are either freshmen in college or they're, they're going to be in their first year of playing in the Big Ten, which is, is certainly a different deal um, than some of these mid-major conferences. So I'm high on all three teams. I, I think if you you can make a case for any of them to win the league, and I'd, I'd be with it. Um, people will say I'm biased because of Purdue. But I just – I could not get past the fact that they return everybody. Yeah, well, and I think Purdue, I, I, I could pick any of those three teams and see, you can make a valid argument. The sure. one thing I question about the freshmen coming in is we didn't get to see as much of those guys. And, and I know they're good, but it's hard to say they're this good or that good because we didn't get to see them play. We didn't get For a whole year. We didn't get, yeah. you know, so right. it was just a different world. So yep. if you look at that, you mentioned Ohio State. Is there another team you look at as maybe could be a surprise? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say a surprise, but I think Maryland will be very good. I think Indiana is going to be a, a good team this year. I, I think last year they certainly had pieces and they just couldn't put it together. They couldn't really figure out um, the shooting aspect of the game. They struggled on the offensive end of the floor. But Trace Jackson Davis is an elite player. I, I think the Xavier Johnson pickup um, from Pitt is going to be huge for them. Pitt has had so many guys transfer that are just like, you know, good, good solid play of Marcus Carr. And it's like the list just goes on and on of good pit players that have kind of left yeah. places to play good. Um, Parker Stewart is a guy that they'll need this year. He set out last season after his father um, right. passed away. Um, but he, you know, he's made like 142 threes in two seasons. Right. Miller cops transfer, I think can't be um, overlooked because, you know, at Northwestern at times, he was number one or number two on the scouting report. And I don't think that's necessarily maybe where his game is, but now all of a sudden you put him at four or five and you talk about the attention that Trey Jackson Davis is going to draw. He shot it really well for the first 11 games of the year last year. He was shooting like 50 from the field and I think 51 from three. And then the last 13 games, it, it <laughs> fell yeah, off a cliff. Fell off. Um, but I, I do think that with some of the guys they return, whether it's Rob Finnessy, um, Trey Galloway played some last year. Jordan Geronimo. They had Tamar Bates, who's a really talented freshman. Right. Um, they, they're probably flying under the radar just because of the fact that it's a new coach. But they return a lot, and they added a lot. They did a great job, um, Mike Woodson did it, in kind of addressing some of their needs. 
Yeah, I think I, I agree completely with what Robbie said. I, I love the when these guys actually tell you their actual feelings. They're not canned responses. You get real stuff. And it's fun to actually get real ideas. Like, it's okay that Hunter Dickinson doesn't like Illinois fans. I'm good with that. That's fine. I think it's fun. I think that makes it more entertaining. And it's and it's refreshing to see somebody just tell the truth. And then he kind of is amazed that people are mad that he told the truth. <laughs> I, I, I gotta be I gotta be true. You know, I gotta be honest. It's 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 what I like as a fan. I like a little bit of that fact that they don't like us. And I thought that made Illinois' rivalry with Iowa so fun the last couple of years. So let's bring it on and have a good time with it. Well, it's it's fun too for Illinois to be relevant to the point where you actually can have a rival that actually, you know, means something. And, you know, you know, I'm not sure I agree completely that, that with all the pundits that Michigan, as he mentioned, has a lot of holes. I mean, you bring back Dickinson and there have a lot of question marks, a lot of new guys in there and a lot of guys that they have to um, have to replace. So uh, we'll see. I, I'm not sure about, um, about, about Indiana. I'm not sure I like them as much as he does, but um, we're going to talk a little more Big Ten hoops here in the next half hour. So we'll definitely get more, uh, into that. This segment brought to you by Busey Bank. And we're going to take a quick break and then back to more with Brad Sturdy and Robbie Hummel. Brad doesn't beat around the bush asking Robbie about that time that he wanted to be an Illini. Yeah, we'll talk about that. This is the Sports Spectacular. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. You're listening to the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Now, let's get back to the studio. It's the Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. More now for my Sturdy for 30 podcast conversation with former Purdue star Robbie Hummel, now a Big Ten TV analyst. The Big Ten, it, last year, best conference in college hoops, but didn't maybe have the tournament that they expected. This year again, probably the top team, top conference in college hoops, when you look at those. What do they need to do? They haven't won a national title in 20 years. Yeah. What do they need to do? I don't know, because it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I really doesn't. I think the coaches we have are, are the best in the country. Talent has been there to do it. Um, maybe you can make the case that the Big Ten lacks some of the one and done talent that the SEC um, attracts and the Pac-12 attracts at times. But it, it's it's pretty crazy to me that of all the good teams, even when I played um, in the Big Ten, I feel like there's three or four teams I could say that, man, they, they easily could have won it all. You know, now it's, it's a crapshoot, right? You're playing, it's a, it's a one game elimination yep. type deal. It's not like you're playing a best of seven series here. Um, so that plays a, a part of it, I think, but it, it is to answer your question. I do not know what the big 10 needs to, I, I really don't. I think that if, if that answer was easy to give, somebody would do it, Yeah, but it's, I'm not totally bought in on like the one and done stuff all the time. I think there's something to be said about being older and being experienced. Um, but for whatever reason, it's it's just been kind of elusive for the Big Ten to to win the national title. Yeah, and obviously they had a lot of Final Four participants. They've had yeah, you know, right. We've had we've national had, title yeah. game. Just haven't gotten that last win. 
you know, at the end of the year. Durr. Is it, how has it changed? You know, ten years ago, you were playing college basketball. How has the game changed in that ten years since you were playing? They're they're jacking threes now. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was out there for that. I, I would be okay in that style of play. Um, yeah, the certainly that that's changed. Um, the shot clock has been uh, pared down from thirty five when I played. So I do think that you get a little more uh, tempo with the game. The rules have changed a lot. Like, I at times miss seeing a guy like Chris Kramer just maul people because <laughs> he was, um, yeah. <laughs> and he would have been able to adjust. He, you know, they're calling him for fouls. He'd stop doing it. Um, they, they definitely call it a little tighter now. Um, that, that's changed, um, and and probably for the better. Like I liked it because he was my teammate, <laughs> but yeah. but if he was guarding me, like when Chester Frazier was doing that to me, I didn't like it either. You know, yeah. he, He's hand checking and holding and doing all of that, and that's you know, he should have. I, I didn't like it, so why why wouldn't he do that stuff? Um, but it, it's certainly kind of gone from where the Big Ten was, and it still is a big bruising conference, I think. But you're not you're not going to play like Michigan State, for example, would play Drew Namick and Goran Sutan at the five and the four, and then Raymar Morgan at the three. Yeah. That lineup. You know, Raymar Morgan might be like a five and like yeah. a small ball five at times um, in, in today's game. But I think that you've kind of seen some of these schools um, go away from that. The stretch four was a very new idea. Like I, I thought that Coach Painter was kind of, not that he invented it, but he played me at the four all five of my years though, at the, there at Purdue. And uh, there wasn't a lot of people doing that. So it, it was a big advantage for me. Uh, that's probably why early I struggled with Illinois because Brian Randall was, he yeah. wasn't a skilled stretch four, but he was an athlete. Yeah, he was, <laughs> so really I was athletic. Other teams were, were running out there, some basically centers to play the four. And I love that because they had to chase me and, you know, I'd bring the ball up and I was more of a guard coming out of high school. But yeah, I didn't like playing against Brian because <laughs> he, he would, he could really guard. He could yeah. really, really guard he was a freak athlete you know yeah. it's it's funny that, that illinois did that a little bit they they never could like go into it completely moving randall the four but they did a little bit it was almost like it was almost hard for coach weber to kind of make that change you could see it's like a transition now sure. and, and like and, mike davis kind of like became their foreman and he was even more of a big he didn't yeah. shoot it a ton he could but he was shooting to 15 feet yep um i'm trying to think who started at the four for illinois my fresh it, it, I want to say because it's Warren, Warren Carter. I didn't play against Warren. I, I missed him. After. I missed him by a year. He would have been the four man. I think it had to be Brian because Pruitt was the five. I, I think it was kind of Brian and then Mike Davis would back him up. Yeah, they were freshmen. Tisdale and Davis were freshmen. Davis would back up Pruitt. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's a different. That's a long time ago. It's good memory. Yeah, <laughs> that's some big boys right there, the Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned uh, Kramer, and I always think of Aaron Kraft, Chris Kramer, and Chester Frazier were like the three guys that when you went to play that team, you really didn't want those guys guarding you. Those are just no, the guys that you said. No. That I mean, I, I give a lot of credit to Coach Weber. My sophomore year, um, I had had some, some pretty good games against Illinois as a freshman, and I, he just said, this dude never posts up. Let's, let's put Chester on him. And it was I mean, I didn't ever post up, so and I didn't know how to post up at that point. I'd, I'd been a point guard on my high school team. I, I just, I didn't know what to do with it. All my advantage at that, up to that point was, all right, I'm going to play against a bigger guy and 
kind of use perimeter skills and hope that I can kind of hold my own on the other end. So I, yeah, that's accurate. I, I wanted no part of Chester Frazier. <laughs> and uh, I didn't, I was never guarded by Aaron Kraft, but I watched him harass my team. For, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have a, so I gotta get go back to history. I mean, the first time I saw you play, I think was in the Nike All-American camp. We were talking about this last week. And you, and you dunked. You had the, the the dunk on Costa Kufos. And so you, you go down the lane, you dunk on him, and you were pretty proud of that at the time. I mean, I, you may I'm not very remember. very proud of it now, if it's, <laughs> if it's true. I, I can't remember if it was on Costa, if it was on somebody else. I do remember having a really good dunk at the night camp, though. So yeah. I, yeah, I and I, so I, so it is it is legit, so I can tell other people who have didn't, doubted my that said Robbie Hummel. I said, but pre-knee injury, Robbie Hummel. Problem. Yeah, when you blow your knee out three times or two times and have a meniscus, your bounce just goes away from you. <laughs> it's not you the same. I, uh, I appreciate you spreading the good word. Tell Jeff Goodman that because he's unmerciful about my, my vertical jump. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I believe that. I believe that. Um, so uh, we got to so go back in history of your recruitment. Obviously, you have ties to Illinois and Champaign. What, yep. what are your you got your family that lives there, right? Yeah, yeah. So my uh, my grandparents uh, still live in the same. Well, my, my grandmother um, passed away two months ago. Um, she was a big Illini fan. But my, my grandfather still lives in Champaign. Uh, my uncle is still a professor at the University of Illinois. My dad played tennis uh, at Illinois. Um, so yeah, I, I grew up you know, going to football and basketball games or even volleyball um, games. Grew up going to the hockey rink to skate. Um, my grandparents live right by Clark Park. So I, you know, I've been to, to Papa Dell's a million times. I still think <laughs> it's some of the best pizza ever. Um, I, I know Champagne really well. You know, I, I just, I've, I've been around the, the community a ton and um, growing up going to all those games and just being in town and following the the teams um I, I certainly really enjoyed watching illinois sporting events as a kid yeah so then of course when it came to recruiting uh illinois didn't maybe have the same interests that purdue did in you yeah yeah it's fair to say um <laughs> yeah they just you know it's one of those deals where in in recruiting you can only take the number of guys that you have scholarships for right so um billy cole had legit Illinois ties as well and was a, a good player coming out of high school and um, you've got Eric Gordon committed you're recruiting Derrick Rose it, it, there was a lot of good players right so it was it was a it was a tough deal for them and yeah they they did not reciprocate the interest <laughs> so so I, and we, like we said coach, coach Weber has a as you said earlier he's apologized a few times for maybe not uh, recruiting you a little harder yeah but I mean it, it's it's so 2020 hindsight, right? Yeah, I could have went to Purdue and sucked, and he would have been like, "Yeah, yeah, I was right. It's not recruiting." <laughs> um, it's it honestly was probably the best thing for me because I went to school with some of my, my best friends and Etwan Moore and Juwan Johnson, and uh, we had excellent teams. I, I still think that if I don't blow my knee out, we could have been one of the teams that goes to the Final Four and competes for a national title. Who knows? You know, we'll, we never will, but. I, I had a great experience at Purdue. I love the fact that I got to play for Coach Painter, who is a great coach and a, a really good guy. Um, and I honestly, I, I have nothing but good things to say about Coach Weber. 
You know, it's, it's interesting to see that, you know, recruiting side. Of course, I covered the recruitment of Robbie Hummel back in the day, and I got to watch him play and talk to him at that Nike All-American camp that we mentioned in the podcast. But so it's interesting to hear back. And, and I knew a lot of this stuff that was going on. So here's here's some more inside story, though. Illinois, Illinois assistant coach Jay Price really wanted to offer Robbie Hummel, but he couldn't get Bruce Weber uh, to do it uh, at the time. And and so you look back and it's like, man, you really wish that Price would have got his way at this time. We actually, it, there's some crazy stories of behind the scenes there that I'll, next time I talk to Robbie, I'm going to have to bring those up and let him know those. But it, it's pretty uh, interesting. It's like a drinking game. Uh, you can <laughs> you can get a shot every time we name a stud to be that Illinois passed up on during the Weber and Gross era that can't convince a guy to do it reminds me of Kata Bates Diop. (sighs) Yeah. Hey, think about this. Think about the guys Robbie talked about, you know, Derek Rose, Eric Gordon. I mean, Illinois was really close to having what could have been a recruiting class for the ages. I mean, you know, they were right there. And if they get those guys and Robbie Hummel and, uh, you know, with the guys they had, whoo, that could have been a lot of fun. Well, you know one, what I, guy, one guy he mentioned too, even with who went to Purdue, is Etwan Moore. If if you yes. don't have, if you know, if if EJ, if Eric Goodman, Eric Gordon, I'm sorry, doesn't his flirtation, Illinois. I think Brad, you had mentioned before that Etwan Moore probably comes here. Yeah, how would you yeah. like to have had Etwan Moore and Robbie Hummel? <laughs> Been yeah, okay. I, I guess I'll pass on that. Oh, <laughs> it, it like I said, I'm, I'm going to get me another drink now. <laughs> it's, I think it's hilarious that, you know, Coach Weber realized, obviously, the error of his ways later on. And he's he's like, he apolog- he's apologized to Hummel numerous times for, hey, I, I was wrong. I, I blew it. You know, and so I think that's there's a lot of mutual respect between those two guys, even though, you know, he didn't you know, end up playing at Illinois. Yeah, I could yeah. use a note too. <laughs> could, <laughs> Coach Weber could write me a note because I whined about it enough. <laughs> apologize, Mike Kegley. I am sorry. <laughs> Love Bruce. We'll get All you right. a note. <laughs> and uh, just, send you a card. That's right. That's right. Some flowers. Uh, just a reminder: you can find the full Sturdy for Thirty podcast with Robbie Hummel and all of the Sturdy for Thirty and I on the Illini podcast on IlliniGuys.com or wherever you download your podcast. Uh, certainly it's good stuff there, and I uh, can't wait. Uh, we certainly recommend you listening to the whole thing. Uh, it was really a great exchange with uh, with Brad and Robbie. More of the Illini Hoop exhibition on the way. Plus, we'll hear from Coach Bielema. This is the Illini Guys Radio Network. Hello, this is Brett Bielema, the Illinois head football coach, and you're listening to Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Larry Smith, Mike Kegley, Brad Sturdy, we are the Illini Guys. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular. Bottom of the hour, we've got Illini football at Penn State, 11 a.m. kickoff Saturday on the ABC. We'll hear from Brett Bielema coming up uh, in this half hour. Really kind of kind of came out of the bye week uh, with some fire. We'll talk more about that. Uh, but let's get to hoops right now. First exhibition game versus St. Francis, uh, the smaller school out of Joliet, Illinois. Uh, Brad, what should we expect in this one? Yeah, it, it should be fun. I mean, it's just going to be exciting to see those guys get on the floor. You're going to see a lot of Kofi dunks. I think that's a given. You're going to see Bello make some passes that you never thought you'd see. And Alfonso Plummer is going to make some threes. You're going to be like, whoa, and they're going to look really good. And and uh, they're going to be some guys. Some freshmen is one of the three freshmen is going to have a great game. And every fan is going to think they should start for the rest of the season because they dominated St. Francis of Joliet. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I am personally really excited to watch the players get a chance to feed off the crowd. You know, you, you're going to have, you know, Kofi throwing down some monster dunks 
and you're going to get the fan reaction. Bellow's going to make some of these passes that you can't believe a human being saw the guy open. And the other thing personally that I want to see, I've been excited by what I've heard from you and from the staff about Omar Payne. And I, I want to see what he does defending the rim and see how he does on pick and rolls. You know, and also uh, I just can't wait again to get these guys out there and, and, in a uniform, as I mentioned before. Now, Brad, we, this is the first time that these guys will be in competition. No, it, will there be a secret scrimmage like we've had in the past? Will that happen this year? Yeah, no secret scrimmage this year. They're doing two exhibitions. Basically, the rule is you can have two of the games, and you can either do two secret scrimmages and no exhibitions, or you can do one and one, or you can do two exhibitions, no secret scrimmage. Illinois really wants, for a couple reasons, one, they want to get their guys in front of fans because they haven't played in front of fans. Some of these kids have never played in front of fans, even though they're a sophomore. So uh, they want to get them in front of a crowd. Uh, They want to Also, you know, revenue, Uh, they lost some revenue last year with ticket sales. So you can sell a few tickets, make a little money there. So there's some positives there. And and I think also just there's so much hype for this season. So let's, they want this team to be seen. They want to build that hype because the one thing I love about Brad Underwood, he doesn't shy away from hype. Like some coaches, I remember Bruce, I love Bruce Weber, you know, we go way back, but with Bruce, he was always like, yeah, you know, you can't expect to be 37 and two every year. I think Brad Underwood, he, he relishes that I want to be the hunted. I want to everybody to hate us. You know, I kind of want to be that, that guy. So I, I think it's fun to have that uh, persona. And I think that's why you want to hype this team up as much as you can. Maybe we give coach Underwood a nickname. Then we call him mission accomplished because he certainly has gotten some teams <laughs> fired up at him. And you know, that's what happens when you win a lot and your team doesn't take any prisoners on either end of the court. So I, I'm all for having a team that, that people don't like. Um, they don't do anything cheap, so that's cool. It's not like we're breaking people's noses. But if you're out there winning and the opponents don't like it, then that's the perfect scenario. And I think Coach Underwood has effectively transformed this program in the, in the years he's been here. Yeah. This, well, you've got some players now that we've talked about that they have his persona. They've got the everyday guys come in, work hard. Brad, all the stuff you've talked about, you and and Kedrick Prince, we'll talk to him next hour about just you know what you've witnessed at practice. Matt Stevens has reported on it as well. Um, and you now in, uh, I guess this is year five for him, you've got that kind of, the culture's been changed. And you've got that. And Brad, to your point exactly, you could see that last year with every win that came on and all the question marks about Michigan and the schedule and all those things. You could just see it every time he sat down in front of a microphone, he just, he loved storing the pot. He loved you know, rattling the cage, so to speak. Yeah, you know, it's fun. I mean, it's really, it makes it fun too. I mean, you know, when you're covering a team that that's winning and they're, they're not afraid to, to kind of not afraid to win, you know, how do you handle success? And that's one of the biggest things in sports is like, how do you handle success? Does it drive you to be even greater? Uh, Underwood, you know, one of my old things, and he used the same thing in his press conference uh, at preseason at media day. Maybe it was just our interview one-on-one, but he said, he said something about, you know, you have to hate to lose more than you love to win. Winning's great, but you really have to hate losing. And he hates losing. So it becomes that way. And that's always been kind of a mantra I've used, too, in coaching. So it's it makes sense. It's the type of team that he has. These guys don't want to lose. And winning's fine, but lose, not losing it really sucks. So they don't want to do that. Yeah, that, that, that's the perfect question. That's what I end every interview with when I was hiring salespeople was, do you like to win or hate to lose more 
And then I, after they give me the answer, I told them I'm a hate to lose guy. And I do think that that's what you see with this team. And, you know, you look at Chester Frazier and boy, doesn't that describe him? And so I, I even think the coaching staff, uh, you know, is, is that type of grinder as well. So I really think, you know, we've got things in alignment, we've got talent and we've got the coaching staff. So now let's, let's see where the chips fall. And I think uh, there may be a lot more teams that don't like the Illini by the end of the year. Yeah, and I think that anytime you get a chance to get your players on the court and you can chew them out a little bit for dumb little silly stuff when in a game when it doesn't matter, um, that just, to your point, both of you, that just it gets it a bit further. So first exhibition game versus uh, St. Francis Saturday night. The second one is next Friday uh, against Indiana of, of Pennsylvania. A uh, little tougher team. Division three. Um, but they actually play some good ball. I think it's this technically, I mean, Illinois is going to win the scrimmage. Not worried about that, but I think that's a game that um, from a technical standpoint uh, offers a bit more uh, for this team. You guys have quick thoughts, quick thoughts about that. Yeah, I think they're going to win. I'll, I'll go out on the limit. I say they're going to win both exhibitions <laughs> and, and by a lot. Dunk. Kofi's going to dunk, dunk a lot. Yes. Yeah. So it, it no, I, I think it's fun. These kind of games you want. And it also really, man, it's so important for, I mean, it's good for Kofi to play, but it's good for to get Plummer and Payne and all the three freshmen and maybe Benjamin Bosman's for not get Coleman Hawkins some minutes, some guys that haven't got that experience to get them some minutes. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Uh, we are getting closer now to the regular season beginning two weeks from Tuesday. Jackson State, the Tigers coming in, uh, the basketball Tigers, not Deion Thomas, Deion Sanders, uh, sorry, football. Uh, tired of the Aflac commercials, but uh, anyway, we're going to do Jackson State coming up November 9th is the, uh, is the regular time. season opener Tuesday the 9th. Uh, stay with us up next to Illini football coach Brett Bielema and the word this week out of his mouth change. We'll hear from him and we'll talk about it. More Sports Spectacular after this. You're tuned in to the Sports Spectacular on the Illini Guys Radio Network. Enjoying the game? Log on to IlliniGuys.com and join in the conversation. Our game room offers real-time chat from our team of experts and analysts to enhance your game experience. And IlliniGuys.com offers insider information on recruiting and team prep that you just won't find anywhere else, with hundreds of articles and podcasts for you to enjoy. Sign up now and become eligible for free $1,000 scholarships. The seven-day free trial makes it a no-brainer. Get in the know with IlliniGuys.com. Growing your family, opening your own business, retiring to travel, leaving your legacy. At Busey Bank, we know there's a lot to look forward to and a lot of planning along the way. Celebrate your life's milestones by putting your money to work. Busey Bank, building business, growing wealth since 1868. Proud to be the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. Right back here, Illini football at Penn State this weekend. More on Brett Bielema and the need to change the roster still coming up. But tough news, running back Mike Epstein out for the season. And guys, we also learned linebacker Jake Hansen's Illinois career is over after knee surgery. Two big losses for the Illini. Mike Epstein was one of the players that I thought had more promise than anyone else. And it was sad to see injuries derail that. Yeah, you got two guys who gave, you know, everything to the program. Um, you know, Jake Hansen was, you know, so many, you know, second and fourth fumbles and and you know, he was a all Big 10, you know, honorable mention selection and things. So it's really sad to see their careers end like this. Those are two guys who gave a lot to Illinois. 
Yeah, no question about it. And Hanson, of course, as you know, you know, six-year senior and had a lot of promise coming in. Uh, you know, really a big part of that defense. Um, you know, we've got uh, Matt Stevens um, with the announcement, the, the picture that of the story that he wrote about that on the front page of IlliniGuys.com. Uh, you know, showed him celebrating that safety in the opening game in the big win against Nebraska. And so we hope that he can uh, now go on and achieve his NFL dreams next spring. We'll see what happens. A lot more coming up right here. Illini trivia is on the way. This is the Illini Guys Sports Spectacular, powered by IlliniGuys.com. Planning to repair or upgrade your home or place of business? Whether it's a leaky roof, windows or door, worn out siding or paint, outdated kitchen, bathroom, or basement, look no further than HX Home Solutions, your one-stop shop for remodeling inside and out. Trusted by Chicagoland since 1950, find out why HX gets an A-plus rating by the Better Business Bureau. Call today, 224-880-6000. That's HX Home Solutions, 224-880-6000. Mention code NCAA and schedule your free estimate. Once again, 224-880-6000, HX Home Solutions. Right back here on the Atlanta Guy Sports Spectacular. And uh, this segment presented by HX Home Solutions, one of our most popular segments we've had here in the uh, uh, the brief existence of the Sports Spectacular. It's Atlanta Trivia. It is uh, Mike Kegley versus Brad Sturdy. And, and Ooh, here we Mike, go again. Uh, here we go. I know. Uh, Brad is our reigning champion. We'll see if Mike can unseat him. We'll have two rounds. Uh, this one, the first round will be uh, in regards to last year's Illini basketball team. And the second round will be a little bit more uh, of the history of the team. So, uh, Mr. Sturdy, if you're ready. Ready as I'm going to be. All right, here we go. Question number one, who handed Illinois its last home loss last season? Well, that would have been um, Ohio State. Uh, Correct. Uh, Illinois lost only one regular season game last year by more than 10 points. Who beat them? Regular season. More than 10 points. Regular season? Regular season. Regular season. Okay. Um, Would have been, it would have been Baylor. Correct. The national champs. That's right. Um, Against what team did Andre Corbello flirt with a triple double late in the season? What game was that? Um, it was one of the games when Iowa was out, right? Um, Iowa had one against Wisconsin. I don't know. I'll go with um, Nebraska. You are correct. Uh, and oh, while we're that was it, that was a guess. That was a total guess. <laughs> He's honest, folks. He's honest. Uh, while you're on it, uh, Iowa had a school record two triple double games last year against what schools? Uh, wow, one of them was Wisconsin. I believe. Um, I'm not sure who the other one was. I'd have to, I'm going to guess. Minnesota. You are correct on both. Oh my God. He is the guru. And finally, Illinois won 24 games last season. When was the last time they won 24 or more games? I believe it was the 0506 season D Brown's senior year. That is incorrect, but that is uh, Brad Sturdy doing fantastic right there. Okay. Man, I can't believe I missed in, that uh, one. Let's bring in Mike uh, Kegley. Let's try to get him out of the booth there. Uh, Mike is uh, – there he is. Try to get him back in. And, uh, Mike, could you hear us now? Yes, I'm a little disoriented from the soundproof booth <laughs> because there's no refreshments in there. No, sorry. 
it's a cheap operation here. We need more sponsors for <laughs> the get in there. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Uh, okay. All right. Five questions. And as we mentioned to Brad, this will be in two segments. Uh, section one will be in all in regards to last year's Illini basketball team. Oh, so I'm and, going up against the beat reporter last year. You are. Yes, you oh, are. Man. Because Holy a lot of guys is coming up on its one year anniversary. So you've been paying attention. And then to make it really tough, the second segment will be uh, in regards to a little bit more history in Illini basketball. Okay. So here we go. Are you ready? All right. Yeah, I'm as ready as I'm going to get. It's funny. It's the same thing that Brad said. All right, here we go. Uh, question number one. Who handed Illinois its last home loss last season? Maryland. Uh, that is incorrect. Uh, Illinois lost only one regular season game last year by more than 10 points. Who beat them? Regular season. Uh, let's go with Ohio State. Uh, that is incorrect. Uh, against what team did Andre Corbello flirt with a triple-double? Let's go with um, Michigan. Uh, incorrect. Uh, Io, had a, Io had a school record. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you're right. Killing it. Woo! You weren't paying attention, were you? Uh, Io had a school record two triple doubles last year. Against what schools did he have those triple doubles? Oh, man, you think I wrote about this. You think I would remember it. Um, <laughs> let's say uh, Maryland and uh, Ohio State. Wrong on both fronts. Okay, wow. last, ch last chance to get on the board. <laughs> Illinois won 24 games last season. When was the last time they won 24 or more games? Um, boy, let's see. That's the, that's the trash can. That's my score <laughs> down the, in the trash. Um, I'm thinking probably <laughs> let's go 20, 20, uh, 13, 14. Uh, incorrect. Okay, this was not a good round for Mike Kegley, but he's wow. a good sport. I got an offer. You got an offer. I, uh, I can't uh, believe I missed the last question. That was the one I, I thought that I would know that one, but I missed it. I know what it is now, but yeah, I I, I thought you were you did so well. By the way, Mike, uh, Brad just had some good guesses. Uh, once you do hear this back, uh, mm -hmm. you hear who handed Illinois its last home loss last season? Ohio State in January. Uh, Illinois lost only one regular season game last year by more than 10 points. That was Baylor in wow. December. Uh, against what team did Andre Cobello flirt with a triple-double? Nebraska at home when Iowa was out. He had only eight assists, and the team went cold. He couldn't get two more assists. Uh, Iowa's two school record triple-double games were against Wisconsin at home and at Minnesota. Uh, and Illinois won 24 games the last time in 2008-2009. So Brad has got the commanding lead as we now go to the next round. And uh, there will be a chance here for you, Mike, to, uh, to gain some. Not rest. much of one, but yes. Yes, there's a chance. So. When, are, when are we doing our WWE? <laughs> when you start that show. WWE Sports Spectacular. That's right. That's right. It's coming soon in 2022. Vince McMahon, right. take me away. That's right. There you go. All right, Michael's back in the booth. Mike, are you back in the audio booth? Shut things down. Okay, all right. So here we go. Brad Sturdy, five questions, and the last will be several parts to give you a chance to kind of get to Oh, started. good. All great, right. great. Okay, here we go. Uh, a little bit more trivia history, and we'll start with the first one. In what year did Illinois first reach the Final Four? Golly, it's 52. Uh, that would be incorrect. 
um, but you're close. Uh, when was the last time that Illinois went to back-to-back NCAA tournaments? Back-to-back NCAA tournaments. Um, would have been, well, you know, you can't. They would have gone to back-to-back NCAA tournaments two years ago, yeah, but, but they didn't was, have a tournament. No tournament. So, so we'll go back with we'll go back with 0506 and 0607. You are correct. Brown senior year, and then the next year Warren Carter. You are correct. Right. Yep. Very good. Uh, moving on. Uh, the last time Illinois reached the Sweet 16 was uh, 2004-05. That's correct. Yeah, the 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 title game, the national title yep. game. And here's the the final one. You can uh, pick some up here. Pick up some points. Name the top five all-time scorers in Illinois history in any order. Uh, Deion Thomas. Yes. Kawan Garris. Yes. D. Brown. Yes. Uh, Brian Cook. Yes. Hmm, who am I missing? Now I start rattling them off. I forget. And then um, we'll go with um, Dave Downey. I don't know. Uh, that is incorrect, but nice job. Very nicely done. So uh, Brad Sturdy, <laughs> very strong showing. We bring in uh, – Mike Kegley back and Mike. Uh, yes. Did Brad go chance. five for five? There's he, he, he did not. There's, there's a chance. So you've got a chance. You and Lloyd Christmas, you each have a chance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's, that's a big chance. There you go. That's right. Uh, just don't kiss any schoolboys. Don't write into the show, watch the movie and you'll understand. All right. Five questions. The last one is uh, multiple answers. You get a chance to get some points there. Okay. All set. Need about 10 multiple answers. That's possible. Yes. But here we go. All right. Five questions. Here we go. In what year did Illinois first reach the final four? 49. That's correct. Mike Kegley jumping let's on. Quit, All right. Let's quit the game now. There you go. When is the last time that Illinois went to back to back NCAA tournaments? Oh, let's see. Oh, five, oh, six, and oh, six, oh, seven. Correct. Mike Kegley, two and oh. Uh, when is the last time Illinois reached the Sweet 16? Let's, Jesus, is kind of sickening. I'm just going to go with uh, 05, 06. Uh, incorrect. Name the top five all-time scorers in any order in Illinois basketball history. What, Deion Thomas. Yes. Um, Malcolm Hill. Yes. Uh, D. Brown. Yes. Um, Eddie Johnson. No. And no. Uh, let's go with uh, Bruce Douglas. Uh, incorrect. No. Right. So Brad will get the uh, the victory here as we add up. Uh, keep the belt. I'll keep the belt this week. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Mike, uh, strong showing. Strong showing there. So Mike, good comeback, but can overcome that first round. Uh, in what year did Illinois reach the first uh, first time reaching the Final Four? 1949. Last time Illinois went to back-to-back NCAA tournaments would have been 2006, 2007. Last time that Illinois reached the Sweet 16 was 2005. Last time that they went to the uh, the Final Four. Name the top five all-time scorers: Thomas, Garris, Hill, Brown, and Cook. And so Brad Sturdy coming out uh, 10 to six. So there you go. Very, very well done. Man. Brad Sturdy holds on the second round of Illini trivia presented by HX Home Solutions. All right, we're going to let these guys. I guessed well on a couple of those. Let's be honest. I guessed well on a couple of those. You did. And those guesses. I missed some that I should have gotten, and I got some that were not easy. So I don't know how that works. 
Mike, good comments. Even good, huh? Yeah, evidently. Evidently. <laughs> We'll let these guys uh, catch their breath. We've got much more coming up here on the Sports Spectacular. Stay with us here on the Atlanta Guys Radio Network.